This is the state of the American League Central on Tuesday, May 24th. Jack McMullen, Ryan Miller rocking the Orleans Firebirds hat. I was a Brewster Whitecap, so that's going to be tough. When do you go out to the Cape? I leave on the 7th of June, so it's coming up. Almost time. Folks, that's coming up. Do you uh, yeah. do you know any food spots that you got to hit? Uh, no, but I actually, I think you gave me a couple. I gave you recently. a couple. Um, I will say lobster roll though. You got to get your lobster roll. You got to try it hot with butter. You got to try it cold with mayo and see which one you like better. I'm team cold with mayo. That's my thought. All right. I'm going to have to update you on that. Yeah, but people don't tune in for that. People don't tune in for the banter. (laughs) They tune in for 15 minutes on the American League Central every Tuesday. That's what we're going to give to you. Just running through the standings as we stand right now. Minnesota is the leader by four games at 25 and 16. They're seven and three in their last 10. They've won four in a row. The White Sox took both of a doubleheader on Sunday to beat the Yankees. They are 21 and 20. They're four games back at first. Cleveland is three under 500. They're 17 and 20. They're six games back of the Twins. And then the Tigers and the Royals are identical 14 and 26, 10 and a half back of the division leading Minnesota Twins. Detroit, they're five and five in their last 10. Kansas City is three and seven in their last 10. They've lost four in a row. They look terrible. And this division, I mean, I'm telling so the White Sox look a little bit better. They've gotten some really good outings. But aside from that, this division is still incredibly underwhelming. Yeah, there's a lot of offenses that have to wake up. And I think that the White Sox are one that definitely do. Uh, We saw some big contributions last night from some guys. Uh, Tim Anderson obviously hitting the big go-ahead home run. And Kopech giving them some great innings. Yeah, 100%. Let's start with Minnesota, though. Um, And and Minnesota is a very interesting team as it stands right now because they're hot and they're doing it in a variety of different ways. How do you feel like they're doing it? I think they're getting quality innings from a lot of their starters. Now, Dylan Bundy's underlying numbers are better than his surface stats. Um, Really in the rotation, the guys who aren't contributing is basically Chris Archer. Um, but they're getting a lot of quality innings out of there. Bailey Ober's one guy who has been giving them some really good starts. And then in the lineup, one guy who has really surprised me so far is Gilberto Celestino. Yeah. He he isn't hitting for much power. Um, he's, he's not going to hit a bunch of bombs, but he's getting on base, and he's he's just getting on base, being a base runner for some of the big guys in that lineup. 100%. Gilberto Celestino hitting 422 in 16 games in the month of May. He's got a 980 OPS in May in 16 games. This guy's yep. killing it right now. And, and what we're going to do today is we're going to give you that, surpri- that surprise performer for each team. Celestino's kind of the guy because Kepler, we talked about him in April, like, oh, Max Kepler's having a good year again. But it's not that surprising that he was a contributor here. Celestino, that is entirely surprising that he is a very high-quality contributor. And honestly, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Me as well. And there's other guys in that lineup performing as well. But when it comes to surprises, this guy's definitely it. Yeah, 100%. Let's move to the White Sox because I'm struggling to think of a surprise in that lineup. I mean, Gavin Sheets has like a 700 OPS this month. Adam Engel has a 710 OPS this month. They've been fine. Honestly, it's one of their bigger names that has been the surprise. And, you know, riding on the coattails of Sunday Night Baseball. Michael Kopech is doing everything that I could have imagined him doing and more. And Aram and I just had this conversation on the Just Baseball show. I mean, like this guy has totally transformed who he is. And I'm sure you remember him coming up with the Red Sox and with the White Sox. He was the guy that, you know, 
looked like a Marvel superhero that threw 105. That's not Kopech anymore. No, he's going to sit in the 96 to 98 range, but he's throwing quality strikes. He has some great movement on his fastball and his breaking pitches. And I mean, we saw it all on display last night. And if you want to see how good Michael Kopech can be, go watch some highlights from last night. Yeah, really. Like, how do you think he executed? Because I saw, you know, the fastball, he was spotting that up. I saw a great slider from him. What did you see from that outing? Great pitch selection, really. You, you would go and get a fastball with a guy. If he takes it, you throw him a slider and he just swings through it. He's expecting that fastball if they're late on it. He really mixed it up a lot and it really paid dividends for him. It totally paid dividends for him. Um, offensively, if I had to pick a guy right now, um, it's probably Adam Engel because he's becoming a legitimate outfielder. Um, yeah. and, and we've always known that he was a he was an elite defensive outfielder. Um, but we didn't think that the bat could ever contribute like a 7-10 OPS as we sit here on May 23rd. I mean, that's that's what Angle is providing in the month of May right now. Um, and I think that's big as you deal with Eloy Jimenez being out, as you deal with inconsistencies from a guy like A.J. Pollock, right, who's got a 700 OPS right now, but you, you know, traded for him to be an 800 OPS guy. Like, it's it's a totally different beast. So, uh, pleasant surprise has been Adam Angle, but the biggest surprise for me has been Michael Kopech. Let's go to Cleveland now. Um, Cleveland against 17 and 20. They're six back. There are a lot of guys that are slipping. So before we get to the surprises, level of concern for you for Stephen Kwan. Is it high? Well, I think there's definitely some adjustments that he's going to have to go through. We either see one of two things. You come to the big leagues and you immediately start struggling and you have to adjust or you come to the big leagues and do what he did and then the pitchers adjust to you and then you have to readjust again. I think he's going through a little bit of that right now. And yeah, I mean, with without him hitting, this offense looks pretty mediocre. Yeah. How about Straw? I mean, Straw is another guy that's really, really struggling right now. It just feels like the offense and we talked about it last week. Everybody that was performing really well has since tapered off dramatically. Yeah. Yeah, and Straw's a guy who we know what he can do when he's really good, and we've just been seeing flashes throughout his whole career, and this may be another year. Yeah, you mentioned uh, last week that you really liked what Andres Jimenez was doing for this team. Uh, he's kind of continued that, which has been yeah. pretty awesome to see. But the big surprise for me, and I knew that, you know, I, I knew that this guy could take the next step this year. I didn't think it would look this good. Tristan McKenzie's sporting a sub three ERA at the moment. We know that McKenzie's yeah. got the stuff, but Tristan McKenzie's throwing like one of the better starters in the American league as it stands right now. And that's really great to see because in a, in a bit of a struggling rotation, you could say, I know Cal Quantrill's getting some outs, but his underlying numbers are pretty ugly. <laughs> Aaron Savali is another guy who's been having some issues and only a 7.8% walk rate for McKenzie right now. That's always been the issue is walking hitters and him cleaning that up is really, really good for him. Yeah. And then in the bullpen, how about Sam Henkis? Have you seen this guy throw yet? I haven't seen him too much, but they, they've been getting some real big contributions. And another guy in the bullpen for him is, Tre is Trevor Steffen. Yeah. Him and Henkis have just been great. Dude, it's, it's ridiculous. And Henkis, Hen Hentges, I Hentges, Hentges. I think it. I think it's Hentges. I believe. I've been watching him throw, um, but I've had other audio on, so I yeah. think it's Hentges. Okay, fair. We'll go with Hentges. 
um, I, I like watching him because he's got like that somewhat unorthodox delivery. Like it, you know, it's kind of fun. You're the funky reliever that comes in and oh, by the way, you've got a one, two ERA at this point as we record on May 23rd. So I'm a big fan of that. Um, yeah, McKenzie has been great, but a lot of these guys are slipping with Cleveland at the moment, Detroit, they held even this week. That is great for them because they were snowballing badly when we last spoke. Detroit kind of got back. What did they do this week to kind of reach level playing? I think they're just playing their best ball right now. And with with this team, I don't think that they're going to win a ton of games this year. And I think that's pretty fair to say, just given their lineup. But they're getting some contributions from guys like Willie Castro. Willie Castro comes up as a shortstop, moves around the field. He's played 15 games in left, four in center, three at short, and one at third. So he's kind of a super utility guy for them right now. He isn't giving them a ton of offensive contribution, but he still is sporting a 104 WRC+. So just guys like that. In the bullpen, Alex Lang's a guy who's been good for them. So I think just playing to their fullest. Yeah, um, they're still not good whatsoever right now offensively. Yeah. Like nobody's been good with the bats. Yeah. Um, and w- what sucks is Indy just hosted Toledo this past week. So I did a brushing up. I caught a rehab start from Matt Manning. I called that one. I, you know, read up on hurt? Him. Yeah. I, yeah, that's what I thought. He was pulled without getting any outs in the uh, in the third inning. He was pulled. Um, he was dealing with um, shoulder inflammation. And that's what he was rehabbing. He looked great in his first two rehab starts. And then in his third, it just kind of went to shit. You know, Casey Mize got sent back to Lakeland. Wow. He got shelled in his rehab appearance yeah. with Toledo at the AAA level. And they sent him back to Lakeland. They said, like, so let's figure this out. They're just going to kind of restart his rehab assignment from the bottom. Pretty much. Um, good news is Riley Green is starting to run. Riley Green will be making rehab appearances in Lakeland very soon. So it could be Mize yeah. and Riley Green together. If you're a Tigers fan, you got to be excited for Riley Green coming up and seeing him and Torkelson because ultimately they're both the future of your franchise. And even if you don't win a lot of games this year, which it doesn't look like that they will, you got to be excited for those two. You have to be excited for those two. Um, But, you know, even then, like, you know, there's nobody performing at the big league level offensively at the moment. Like Miguel Cabrera has actually had a very solid May. Um, Willie Castro, like you mentioned, those are the only two guys with more than six plate appearances this month that have an OPS over 700. Like Spencer Torkelson has a 496 OPS in May. He's hitting a buck 49 again. I I don't know what to say. Um, And and we were just having this conversation in our Slack channel. Um, I think it might be time to like start hovering a finger over the panic button with Torkelson. I don't know. Do you yeah, think so? I mean, time's ticking, right? It's it's, it's almost it's almost June. The weather's already started to get warm, so that's kind of an excuse that's that's moving off of the playing surface right now. But yeah, he's he's got a hit, and you know, playing Major League Baseball is hard, and we know that, and we know that AAA is much different from the major leagues, and sure, there still can be an adjustment period. But at what point? Do you send him down to get some more AAA at bats? Dude, I don't think there's a point. I know. I, I don't think that there's any point statistically that that forces Alavila's hand and it's like, yeah, you got to go back down to Toledo. I don't think there's a way that that happens. I think he's just a yeah. tiger now. Yep. Which is crazy. And, like he's got to figure that yeah. shit out up there. It, it might be tough, but I think he ultimately does, and we know how good he can be. Obviously, being the first overall pick. 
but there's there's going to be a, a large adjustment period, it seems. Positive note for the Tigers fans that are listening right now. If the season ends today, where does Tarek Skubal finish in Cy Young voting in the American League? He, he's been good for them. I'm not sure where, but he's he's been pretty good. That's one bright spot. I'm, I'm thinking the guys that finish above him at the moment, Verlander, uh, Gosman. That might be it. I mean, Tarek Skubal has been dominant. And yeah. Skubal, I mean, he is he's catching his stride right now. Four starts in May, 24 innings, two earned runs, 30 punch outs, five walks. And the two earned runs came on two solo shots. It's really okay. impressive what this guy's doing here. Do Arm and Colby still have the ERA bet for this year? I think so. Well, wh- whoever has the unders is feeling pretty safe right now. Yeah, they're living large at the moment. Scooble on the year has a 2-2-2 ERA, 44 and two-thirds, 11 earned runs, 50 punch-outs, eight walks. That's the thing. You see the strikeout to walk numbers. You see it with Musgrove. You see it with Gosman. That always means you're good. The key right. to being good at pitching is not walking anybody, and Scooble figured that exactly. out. Exactly, exactly. And I love guys like Scooble who strike out a lot and don't walk any, obviously, get some ground balls as well. So he he could be a good pitcher down the line. He's already been showing it. He was a pretty high prospect, too. 100%. Kansas City is in the basement as it stands right now, but they're tied with Detroit. They're 14 and 26. I'm not sl- like, I think I'm quicker to slam the panic button on Spencer Torkelson right now than I am Bobby Witt Jr., because obviously Witt is still kind of figuring some stuff out. Uh, the big thing that's catching steam in Kansas City, which I love, is that people are clamoring for Vinny Pasquantino to join the team, which I, I can't get enough of. That guy is so ready to be a Major League Baseball DH. It's crazy what that guy can do without any recognition as well. There's probably people in the prospect world who still don't know too much on him. And honestly, coming into this year, I didn't know too much on him. But He's he's hit. He's hit everywhere. And I think a big league opportunity is definitely in his near future. It has to be. And if you're not going to give him that big league opportunity, if you feel like he's blocked by Santana at the moment and then Prado, that that can't be the case. It can't be the case. Um, If you really feel like Vinny Pasquantino is blocked, trade him because there are 29 other teams that would love the services of Vinny Pasquantino. Oh, you know what? Brain blast here. Send him to St. Louis. And have him platoon DH with Albert Pujols. So Vinny hits against righties, Pujols hits against lefties. Good. That that could be an option. Good. And and we'll get uh we'll get Mason Wynn back. Two way right. extraordinaire Mason Wynn. <laughs> um, but the real surprise for me in Kansas City so far this year, um, and again small sample, but Edward Olivares has has been good. And Olivares is a guy that has felt like he's a filler. Um, but I, I think he's a little bit more than that. Again, small sample size, 15 games, but he's hitting 371. He's got four doubles. He's got three driven in in 15 games. I do think Olivares can help them big time. And unfortunately, he's on the IL right now. So hopefully they get him back soon. He was placed on it on the eighth with a quad strain. So could could be very soon. And another player that's kind of similar to him is uh, Emmanuel Rivera. Yep. He hasn't been setting the world on fire in the OBP department, but he his slugging percentage is 540, and it's all equaling a 139 WRC plus. It's only 19 games, obviously, but a little bit of a bright spot for them. Well, and he's playing every day right now, which is exciting. Yeah. 
Like yeah. anybody not named Carlos Santana or Hunter Dozier that you can get in a power spot in that lineup, I'm I'm all I'm all for. So yep. Fingers crossed, man. All right. This was the uh, state of the division in the American League Central. Just went rapid fire through it. Uh, And Kendall McKee and T. Wright will have the AL West tomorrow.